we, in the spirit of reconciliation, acknowledge the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodian of the land now known as the city of Marinda, where Indigenous Shoyans have performed ritual ceremonies. We acknowledge and respect the unique abilities to care for a country and the deep spiritual connections to it. We pay our respects to the eldest, past, present and emerging. Hello, um, I'm Matt and my guest on, on this program is the principal conductor of the Melbourne Robbie, welcome to our program at our DNA. Oh, Matt, I'm so excited to be talking to you. And I've got fond memories of when we shared the stage together at the Maya Music Bowl. So we've both conducted the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Thanks for having me on the program. Got a very professional setup. I'm in good hands. I'm in good hands here. I understand, but you're joining from New Zealand. What are you doing there? Well, that's a good question, Matthew. I am the chief conductor of the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra in New Zealand. It's one of my other jobs, aside from the work I do with Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. And so uh, normally, before the borders all got closed because of COVID pandemic, I would travel backwards and forwards to New Zealand about eight times a year. And so finally, the borders have reopened for the first time in about two years. And I was able to travel here for the first time since June last year and do oh, a concert golly. on the weekend. So I did a big concert at the Christchurch Town Hall with the orchestra and we had a, a full house of audience members. So I've been working with the, the musicians of the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra. So it's been good to be in New Zealand. Is there a reason why you like it? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, it's a small orchestra. It's not a big orchestra like the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Um, a lot of the musicians in the orchestra have other jobs because it's not the only thing they do. So they'll, a few of them will teach music, but a few of them do things completely outside of music. And I think that means there's a special energy when they play because they really love it um, beyond just a job. You know, they, they really um, enjoy to play together. And also New Zealand's a very beautiful place to come. People are very, very nice here. So it's a, it's a great place to, to visit. My favourite string instrument is the double bass. Do you have a favourite string instrument? Oh, that's a good choice, Matthew. The double bass is fantastic, isn't it? Because it provides the foundation for the sound and you get all those wonderful bass lines that, like, they support the entire sound of the orchestra. I think if I had to pick one, I mean, the violins, of course, get all the big tunes but I'm quite interested by the viola. I, I, I used to play a little bit of viola and the violas are sandwiched right in the middle of the, of the string section. And so they always get very interesting lines, but their job is to connect the top and the bottom of the string sound. And so I always keep an ear out for what the violas are doing when I'm conducting because they've always got very interesting oh, line. They're like, they're like glue, you know, for all of the other instruments. So, yeah, I quite like the viola. Beautiful sound, too. I heard that you were on YouTube and I noticed that you were interviewing Tiffany Team, the violin right. player. You, have you met Tiffany before? I don't think so, no. No, well, she's in the second violins of the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. And so during the lockdowns, 
I interviewed a lot of the musicians of the orchestra because we couldn't play together. So we decided to learn a bit about about each of the musicians. And I think I must have interviewed about 20 musicians from the orchestra and Tiffany was one of those. Oh, and so we found God. out how they got into music and what they love about it and what they'd been doing during the lockdowns and to stay busy and all that kind of thing. But she's lovely and a fabulous violin player as well. When did you start your conducting career? That's a good question. I, you know, I was never one of those kids, Matthew, um, that really thought I would ever be a conductor. You know, I, I didn't really think about it until um, after I'd been playing as a professional musician for a number of years. And, you know, I used to play a lot of different instruments. And so I was always interested by all of the, all of the different ways instruments made sound. And when I was at university, I met a teacher called John Hopkins, who was an old oh, British man. Joey. And he was, yeah, Hoppy, that's right. And he's a real <laughs> legend of Australian music. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. But he was um, the reason that I got into conducting because he said, well, look, you know about all of the instruments and you, you, you sort of have a broad understanding of, of how music is, is put together. Um, why don't you study conducting with me? And so he gave oh, me the opportunity joy. to learn. So I was just lucky that I met him, really. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know that I would have done it, Matthew. Right place at the right time. Do you have a favourite style on music? Yes, I do, I think. I, I really love music of the early 20th century. So I love the music of Stravinsky and the modernist composers, Debussy, Ravel... Having said that, Matthew, I, I think a bit like you, I'm sure you've got your favourites, but I like good music in all of its forms. And so I can appreciate great music if it's a jazz piece, for example, or if it's a pop song, or if it's, you know, somebody in music theatre. Yeah. I don't discriminate too much. Do you have a favourite composer or style of music? I do have a favourite style of music. Mine... In uh, Mozart, but you mentioned before. Yes, Mozart, yeah, it's am amazing music. Ravel. Yes. Stravinsky, Firebird. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh. I know you've got good taste. You've got an exquisite musical taste, oh, Matthew. Is how Lord. I would describe your musical taste. Oh. Outstanding choices. You can't get, go past Mozart, Ravel and Stravinsky. They're, they're, and they're all kind of connected in a funny way, even though they, <laughs> you know, Mozart lived a long time before the other two. Um, they've, they've got similarities in the way that they made music. But yeah, I just like good music, Matthew. And if it's played by an orchestra, I, all the better. But you do not like. Well, that's a really good question. I'm pretty open-minded. I don't, I don't discount music and I don't pretend to have all the answers to say what's good and what's bad. But I suppose some music that is written perhaps in the second half of the 20th century, which is quite weird sounding, I sometimes have a struggle to listen to properly. You know, if it sounds like a violin being thrown into a piano, for example, and it sounds a bit like noise. Oh, that's when I start to oh. that's when I start to sort of tune out a little bit. <laughs> um, but having said that, you know, I've, I am pretty open minded. And as long as the quality is good, um, I'm very, very open to all kinds of different kinds of music, Matthew. So I don't really have 
something that I don't like that I can think of. I like it all. I hear that you're coming to Australia soon. Yes, that's correct. And, you know, it's very busy when I get to Australia. So I'm going to Sydney to conduct the Sydney Symphony Orchestra in a big program oh, uh, with a visiting goodness. Russian pianist called Alexander Gavriluk. He's, he's come over from, from America um, where he's been playing in the age of COVID. A lot of things change at the last minute. So he got injured. Apparently he's injured his left hand, can't play big loud music with his left hand. And so he was meant to be playing Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto Number no. 2 with Sydney Symphony. But yesterday he changed his mind and is playing now Prokofiev's first piano concerto, which I've never done before. So all of a sudden I've got to learn a brand new concerto for um, next week. Uh, so this is the happen? kind of thing that's happening. Well, I don't know. I think with pianists, sometimes they strain their muscles, so it, particularly in their fingers. And because it's so uh, demanding to play the piano, there's so much effort involved, I think sometimes they it's so repetitive that they have to literally play something different that doesn't put the same demands on their body. Because making music, it's very physical. You know, it's a very physical art form. Sometimes if I've been conducting a lot, I'll get a sore right shoulder from all the waving of my arm and the impact on the shoulder. And you have to look after your body. You know, I've got a very busy six-week period coming up. I'll have to be careful as well that I oh, don't get, um, get injured. Oh, but uh, I'm travelling to Adelaide and I'm going to be conducting, um, I think, three different projects there. I'm going to Tasmania to do some recording. And then uh, Melbourne Symphony, you know, I've, I've been with them a lot already this year, but I'm going back there in, I think it's um, July, uh, I'll be oh, with them again. So, you know, it's it's busy, Matthew, and it's making up a little bit for the last two years when we couldn't play. So that's a good thing. It's good to be busy finally, you know. It's been a long time since we've been able to play. Do you have any funny doing during your conducting program? Oh, yes, there's lots of funny stories. I mean, I've had all kinds of experiences on stage because when you're on stage a lot, everything <laughs> that can happen at some point does happen, you know, for good or bad. You can have you can have great experiences. You can have very embarrassing experiences um, when you're performing. That's the beauty of it, I suppose. But one one performance I remember starting out conducting and I was conducting an orchestra called the Stonington Symphony Orchestra. Oh, they were a, a sort of an amateur orchestra in Hawthorne. And we were, I remember we were, um, we were performing, I, I wish I could remember what it was. Oh, I think it was like we? Prokofiev's first symphony or, no, no, no. Um, no, Shostakovich Symphony Number no. 9. Oh, That's my what it was. Lord. And anyway, I, I got not, very, I have you not, haven't heard it? I don't think so. It's good. It's a good Shostakovich symphony to hear. It's like number five is really good. Number nine is really good. It's not too long and it's a bit mm. classical. So if you like Mozart, you would like Shostakovich I do like number Mozart, nine. Yeah. It's very, very Russian sounding, but it's good. Um, but anyway, I got so excited on the last note, Matthew, which, as you know, is where a lot of the excitement is just before the audience is going to applaud. And I gave this huge downbeat with my baton. I must have got too carried away and my baton hit the music stand and snapped. The bit of wood broke off the handle and catapulted into the air, <laughs> through the air, over my head, 
and Ow. landed and landed in the lap of a lady in the audience. Oh my and that, lord! And that lady ended up being my mother. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, it was a very anticlimactic way to finish the performance with. What would normally be a triumphant last note, which I managed to turn into a complete comedy uh, routine um, with a broken baton. Uh, so that was that was a little bit embarrassing. You know what? It was just me being silly and getting too excited and not realising where my arms were. You know, sometimes you have to just be a little bit careful when you're conducting with that stick because you could hurt somebody you have to Ow. you know be very very cautious it's it's can be quite dangerous <laughs> i've seen conductors drop drop sticks the whole time and oh but you know so many things have gone wrong so many things oh where do i even oh, start God. i remember one day a button came off my pants and i had to hold Ow. my pants up for about 10 <laughs> minutes <laughs> no nobody i don't think noticed but it was very it was it was nearly incredibly embarrassing. So lots of those things. One time I started the wrong piece of music, Matthew. I oh, got up no. in, and, and I gave the upbeat in a completely different tempo than the music required. And amazingly, the orchestra, they just played as if it was perfect. So it shows you that sometimes the conductor, you can get away with things because you're not making any sound, you know? I know. So many stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, it has been massive for me to talk with you today. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Matthew. And say hi to your mum for me as well.